Hey everyone, Russ here. Before we get started, if you love Joygasm and think it's something everyone in the world needs, we'd love your support. Please consider becoming a sustaining monthly contributor. To do that, just visit patreon.com joygasm. It's super easy and it helps us out a lot. Again, that's patreon.com J-O-Y-G-A-S-M. Now on to the show. Listening to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360. He is Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich. And there's never a dull moment in episode 104 today, January 11th, 2019. We have a whirlwind of a show for you today. Video game news includes Bungie parting ways with Activision, serious accusations made toward the Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford, Amazon working on a new video game streaming service, Geralt of Rivia making yet another guest appearance in a video game, and a big changing of leadership within Activision and Blizzard. I can't believe all this has happened in one week. Technology News also has Amazon's Jeff Bezos announcing a divorce from his wife of 25 years, which that, you know, needless to say, uh, affected the stock a bit and that sort of thing. Our topic of the day is our most anticipated movies of 2019, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamp located in this episode's detailed section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Otherwise, just keep listening. What's new with you, Steve? Well, I pre-ordered my copy of Resident Evil 2 Remake. Pre-ordered? Pre-ordered. I went on Amazon and uh, I pre-ordered. Actually, that was one of the first things I did when I got my really, really early birthday gift mm. of, a, uh, of a new Costco-level PC. Uh-huh. So I congratulations thought, on the computer. Audio. Thank you. I'm back up and running. So uh, <laughs> it's always a sick <laughs> feeling when your computer suddenly decides uh, not to work or it's kind of on the fritz. Yeah. I went upstairs and I, and I tried to turn my laptop on one more time. Like I know it's going to work now that I got a new one. <laughs> uh, and then it still doesn't work. So uh, I'm going to have to take it to like a store and, and have them bring over all my contents from one hard drive, put it on the other hard drive, and that'll be good to go. I can chuck the other one in the recycle bin. You took your laptop to a local place, right? I did. And it, and they did fix whatever it was So that was the ailment, right? Yeah, well, they band-aided it. So they're actually really good guys. Mm-hmm. Stay, okay, so... <laughs> I was having the issue before and I brought it in and I'm like, Hey, this is what's going on. Help me out. I don't want to get a new laptop. You know, I, I just, you know, documents, web surfing, whatever they go. Okay. We'll take a look. And the guy tried to fix it while he was there. And he says, I'm gonna need some more time. And I went fine. Well, he called me one day and he says, yeah, I'm, I, I can fix this, but the price is going to cost to fix. I'm going to have to, that's like, right. Ba- you basically might as well get a new laptop. He yeah. says, I don't, it's going to be like t- almost $300 in repairs and your laptop's not only worth like 200. So yeah. He's like, I can do it, but anyhow, what he ended up doing, it's, it's the, the power button making contact with whatever it has to make contact with to start the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. So he banded it with some double stick tape to make sure like whatever needed to make contact would make contact. So he says, I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm not even going to charge you for the repair. I'm just going to charge you for the diagnostic. <laughs> so he says, it's a band-aid. I'm like, all right, cool. So, um, yeah. So once you get all of your necessary data off your hard drive, you can... I don't know. Read it. It's it's last rites. And yeah. Before I chuck it. All right. <laughs> so and the garbage can. So anyhow. Um, so you pre-ordered Resident Evil 2. I, now, where did you pre-order it? Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Did they have any kind of pre-order bonus? No. Okay. The reason I ask is that sometimes, depending on where you do your pre-order, they'll throw in... I don't know, some other kind of swag thingy, yeah. like if it's a, a art book or a poster or a little mini statue or yeah. something. No. Here's a vial of zombie blood. Yeah, really? Oh, thanks. But I am having it shipped here. To my house? Yes. I'm having it shipped here oh. first, Russ. Okay. I figured you'd get home earlier than I would, and you can uh, load it up on your uh, Xbox One X, and we could probably stream it, you know? I like where your head's at. Yeah, because Twitch won't let us stream from my place. 
Well, let us stream from your place. Yeah, no, that'd be great. You see what I'm doing there? I, I see exactly what you're doing there, and I like what I see. Okay. I like what I see right there. Let's see. What else have I done? Oh, I uh, I watched, I watched um, Thank You For Your Service, which was an interesting movie. I I thought it was going to be different than it, the trailer depicted it to be, but it wasn't bad. Who's in it? I, I a bunch of folks I've never seen in a movie before. I don't. I um, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, I remember we saw it as a preview uh, in the theater once, and that's all I really saw. It. I saw some like cardboard cutout stuff, and and that was it. Hmm. So anyhow, that was uh that wasn't bad. It, it was kind of like it's it's a war movie, but it's like after war when soldiers kind of are dealing with their PTSD, sure, and they're trying to get help with the Veterans Affairs and mm-hmm. that that whole mess. That's what it mostly has to deal with. I see. Let's see. Other than that, uh, oh, so I did download a new mobile game. I forgot how why I was searching for this, but I was just searching <laughs> for one of those like spaceship shooters. Something I figured you know, like you're wow. just in the mood for a good old fashioned space shooter. Yeah, I haven't played. I was thinking of Lightning Force back in the day for Genesis and how I loved Lightning Force, and uh, so I got Sky Force R, which I don't think they're related in any way, shape, or form. But he's got to throw an R in there, and suddenly yeah, there's like this nostalgia for right. 16-bit adventures. Yeah. So you know, it, it was free and whatever. There's ads, and I get it, but um, it's colorful. It's fun. It's cute. You yeah. know. Okay. And uh, it, one of the ads was actually for another game that I thought I would I would get. I haven't. I got it, but I haven't started it yet. But I really need to look into the mobile game thing again. There for a while, I was actually collecting a, a pretty nice, healthy roster of titles, and then I just got more into the console side of things and I'm, I should just take a little look, see and see. I'm sure that they've been maturing over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I'm still in chapter six, Red Dead Redemption. Chapter six. So I, oh, and then I, I, uh, I shot the, was it the legendary moose or the legendary, uh, elk or something like that. They, they have both of them in the game. Yeah. He was white. And he was up near the house of that uh, lady who lived by herself. Her husband I'm got here to tell you there. That would, that would be the legendary moose. Okay, the moose. What sucks is that. Well, first of all, does that place ever stop raining? Uh, yeah, it does stop raining from time to time. Okay, I uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but it was constantly raining, and I I found the thing, and he had kind of started to walk in the water. Mm, and try. so I, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, so I capped him, and then he fell. You know, of course he falls. Uh huh. And the water was it's it's a, it's a slow river, and it carried him to the deep end. And I wasn't able to skin the thing. Yeah, yeah, I had the same exact problem where um, when I ended up shooting him, he was in water that was that was too deep for me to be able to skin and get the pelt and all that. And I was thinking at the time, oh, no problem. I'll just I'll use my lasso. Cause I should, because I saw like, like half his head and like one of his uh, horns was totally sticking out of the water. I could right. lasso around that and then drag him out of the water. But there was Can't no collision that. detection in there whatsoever. Yeah. So that, that was one of the bugs in the game that I was a little disappointed with, with RDR2 where I'm thinking, okay, we have this lasso mechanic. And it's one thing if, if like a, if there's an animal that's in the middle of a lake or something, clearly you can't do that. But I mean, if they're basically on the shore, but they're kind of just in about two to three feet of water, you should be able to still lasso, especially if there's like mm-hmm. some sort of part of the animal that is exposed to the yeah. air. I had all four legs sticking up in the air, but yeah, nothing <laughs> would still happen. Um, I, you know, I remember when I, when I was trying to get the moose, I was even trying to like, I, I would run out. So I was past it and I'd try and use my body to try and like run into the the carcass so I could try and move that's it. what I did and then it kind of worked but didn't like it right. just, overall I wasn't making any any kind of progress so I was thinking well I guess I'll just have to reload my previous save yeah so anyhow um oh, but it still gave me credit for it because when I went to the the, the trapper dude it said oh yeah you've already turned in um, a pelt for this thing so we give you credit nice I'm like, awesome save me the uh the errand <laughs> now I'm gonna breathe that in. Woo! Good grief. <sighs> Block, <sighs> blocking your sneeze is not the same thing as covering your mouth because it still gets airborne <laughs> and goes on this side of the microphone. <laughs> oh man, I felt a little, little itchy, burning sensation no. creeping up on me, and I, I thought I could uh, 
do like the whole mind over matter thing, but the matter is now in the air and you're breathing it in. Have fun with that. I'm going to have to uh, get really close to my microphone. Hopefully <laughs> the, uh, the microphone will kind of like act as a small filter for the air. I'm, not gonna, I'm, not, I'm just not going to breathe anymore for the rest of the remaining hour. There you go. That's probably a good idea. But I think that's been what's all what's going on with me. What about you? So I've had kind of a, a smorgasbord of stuff going on. First of all, I have a funny story for you. And this actually has nothing to do with uh, games or movies, but I just, I have to tell you the story. So the other day, uh, I, my wife's car had to go into the car mechanic just to have some maintenance stuff done to it. And so she was driving my car and I had the Snatch soundtrack in there. And of course, for those of you who have never heard of Snatch. Yeah, exactly. It's a Guy Ritchie film, and it has a wicked soundtrack. It's a, it's a great movie soundtrack. Lot, lots of just really cool original music. Anyway, it was in my CD player, and what's funny is I haven't used my CD player in the car for quite some time, because normally I just plug my iPhone in, and um, I just listen to, to just different types of music on there, so it's been a long time. And, of course, I'm not driving the vehicle, so I, I don't have anything going on uh, that's connected. So my wife ends up going in there and she needs music because my, my four-year-old daughter uh, was in the back seat in her car seat. And she says um, that she wanted to listen to daddy music. Mm -hmm. And so my wife is like, oh, let's see what we have. And so she puts up to the CD mode. And apparently like the last song I was listening to was fading off. And the next track, I don't remember which track it is, but it has that one line from the, the character from New York. Oh, who's good. Great. <laughs> yelling at Doug. What was his name? Evie. Evie. Evie was Evie. yelling at, yeah, was, was yelling at uh, Doug the head and, um, <laughs> shut up and sit down. You big bald. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's basically what it was. Right. And so as, as it started, my wife was like frantically trying to turn down the volume. Uh, but she was unsuccessful in getting it uh, completely off before that entire line was, was launched, including the, uh, the F bomb at the end. And so inside she's freaking out, but apparently she was able to just externally just kind of write it off. It's like, well, this one has a lot of talking to it. What if we just, try a different station. Let's try and find some, some songs and music. And I guess luckily it just went whoo, like over my daughter's head. Um, but it was just so funny how just that whole thing, I guess was blasting, which makes sense. Cause I listened to my music pretty loud in the car. <laughs> so you can just imagine what that must've been like by the time it got to, you know, that word that rhymes with truck. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> we were both just like freaking out. I was at work and I tell you, my colleagues were just laughing hysterically because once they found out that actually she didn't really pay any mind to it or ask any questions like, what is that word or anything like that? I mean, and then we could all kind of exhale, but just a really funny moment where it's like, okay, well, can't do anything about that. <laughs> so um, after we were talking to Brad on our favorite games of 2018. Bradley, if you recall, one of his titles listed was Life is Strange. And so I ended up picking that up. I have not yet actually played it yet, but I thought to myself, you know, I was looking at the, the box art and, and he just really highly recommended it. So I was like, okay, Life is Strange 2. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up. And I actually, I believe I got it on the Xbox Game Pass. And I think it was only like $1.00. So just uber cheap. I don't know if, if that deal is still going on or not, but I thought, man, this is just perfect uh, just because my interest is peaked and whatnot. So hopefully next week I'll be able to have some time to be able to kind of dab my little toe into the game and see what I think. I have a story for you too, but I'll wait till you're done. Oh, okay. I've been working on doing a lot of joygasm house cleaning, as you know, getting more organized with everything. Steve and I have gotten set up on Reddit. Reddit is one of the places that um, we just haven't gotten around to. Of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but this is one of those, those last kind of bastions of, of channels, so to speak, where we just haven't had a chance to get set up. So now we are officially set up on there. And our plan is, is of course, we're making our way through getting our karma points up and that sort of thing. But we'd like to be able to open up a Joygasm community page on Reddit. 
So once we're able to do that, it'd be a lot of fun to be able to post more of our content on there, be able to share it with all the, the good Reddit readers. And uh, we also have been working on getting Joygasm merch off the ground. And it's not ready yet, but I was excited to just kind of drop in a little teaser of sorts just to be able to let you know that, that we are in, um, in the process of working on that. So if you feel like you want to wear your Joygasm proudly, you can in a variety of different ways. Wear your gasm proudly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, what else is... Oh, and another thing too, Steve. I'm attempting to get media passes for the two of us mm -hmm. for San Diego Comic-Con. So we'll see if we are lucky in that or not. I did uh, put off a, uh, a request letter. And so we'll see if we get that. And if that ends up being the case, then there is a extremely likely case that the two of us will be in San Diego this summer. Nice. And we'll be able to say hello to a lot of uh, our peeps, be able to interview some creatives. Hmm. And have a uh, joygasm of time. Nice. It's going to be great. Now, also, we were twitching Sea of Thieves earlier this week. We were, yes. And we were hanging out with Big Baby Moose, as well as his wife. And the four of us were gallivanting around, just trying to collect stuff. The two of them are, what is it? It's uh, their legendary status. They are, they are legends on the high seas. They are. Which is saying something because... It takes an awful long time <laughs> to be able to level up. When you start getting into the 40s, it takes a lot of grinding, a lot of effort, which makes it all the more impressive that some of those people who have been legendary pirate status for several months now, I'm thinking, how on earth? Like, you, they had been playing that game almost in 24-hour shifts to be able to get to that status as soon as they did. Well, I have been looking forward to getting into some gaming news. And let me tell you, Steve, there are a lot of crazy stories that have gone on this past week. So let's just dive right in. The first big one that I'm really excited about is that Bungie splits from Activision. This is a huge story that happened where Bungie will retain the Destiny franchise, but they have struck out on their own and begin to self-publish their own titles. And if you recall, like, like with the Destiny franchise itself, that was the, the big IP, that was the partnership between Bungie and Activision. And I always had the impression that a lot of the creativity and, the, and certain types of decisions they were making were kind of a byproduct of like Activision pressuring them to want to get the game out sooner than it was oh, yeah. ready to go for. Of course. So this is a huge, huge deal because you and I have been huge Bungie fans for the longest time during the course, like the whole Halo years. And I feel like this is their opportunity to be able to really push forward and make a game that they want to make on their timetable. And it's going to be probably like just this, this, I don't know, opportunity to be able to redeem themselves from the Destiny 2 situation that they have found themselves in. So... Keep sharp eye on that. We'll have to see. Hopefully, we'll have something ready by uh, by April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably be a little longer than that. <laughs> so another story that came out that's just crazy is that the former Gearbox lawyer has accused Randy Pitchford of taking a secret twelve million dollar bonus and watching underage videos. This is so. This is this is. There's a bit involved with all this, but. Apparently, our, the website, Ars Technica and Kutaku, broke the story of new de details emerging from a legal battle between former Gearbox lawyer Wade Callender and CEO Randy Pitchford. Now, I've, I've amassed some notes here from the two articles, and I'm going to see if I can try to make some sense out of this. They were saying that a November filing by Gearbox uncovered by Kutaku's Jason Schreer, I believe is how you pronounce his name, alleged that the company's former general counsel, Wade Callender, uh, there's a quote here, exploited Gearbox's generosity and trust for his own personal gain. Calendar's own countersuit filed in the same court one month later went quite a bit further. 
And the article keeps going. It says, Calendar's suit alleged that Pitchford breached his fiduciary duties by exploiting Gearbox employees and property to fund Pitchford's private cravings. And that's kind of like, that's the, that was the quote from the, uh, the lawyer. And one portion of the suit makes two sensational accusations about Pitchford's behavior. That he accidentally left a selection of underage pornography on a USB stick at a restaurant and that he used his company's money to host parties where, quote, adult men have been reportedly exposing themselves to minors to the amusement of Pitchford. I mean, that's a that's pretty out there. Now, David Eddings, who was a former Gearbox vice president up until 2017, took to Twitter after Kotaku's report went live with a vague two-word post that just said, it's true. At... As of uh, press time, Eddings has not clarified whether his post refers to specific allegations from the lawsuit, and the Twitter post is not a direct reply to any other post about the lawsuit, so take it for what it's worth, whatever it is. Uh, Ars Technica then reports that Pitchford corroborates some of the story's details by appearing on a podcast that went live, get this, one day after the lawyer's suit was filed. So on the December 22nd episode of the Piff Pod, Pitchford talks at length about adult content that he enjoys watching, including cam girl videos in which a host exposes herself to a live feed and takes requests and, you know, the typical kind of stuff <clears throat> that within that realm. I don't know anything about it, Russ. What? <sighs> it's uh, there's just a lot there. Like if you want to get into more of like the, uh, the nitty gritty of it, you have to look at this article. But anyway... During the podcast, he confirmed that he copied a specific video to his memory stick, um, and he he describes it as a, like, he wanted to work out the method of whatever kind of action it was that the girl was doing, because he thought it was, like, a magic trick. That's, like, his reasoning behind it, which (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm not exactly... She's doing something with my magic wand. Uh... Um, and there's a quote here, too. This is what Randy Pritchford was saying. He said, this was before I learned I should probably have password-protected memory sticks before admitting that he had indeed left a USB flash drive at a medieval times dinner and tournament restaurant. And he went on to say, some kid, an employee of medieval times, discovered this memory stick, took it home, and discovered secrets of my company and future games and development, and also discovered the video. It was barely legal. And this is him saying this. Uh... I mean, it continues on here, and I'm just going to scan down a bit. But um, from what I can tell on social media, Gearbox is definitely in lockdown mode. Um, There are tweets that are being made from Pitchford as well as some other folks. And um, according to the same website, Ars Technica, a request to change their headline title for this article was sent by Gearbox, and, and they're just working with them on, like, wordsmithing of sorts. But, man, it just it sounds like it's a it's a pretty dirty legal battle and, and courtroom battle that's going on. Um, what I had found too is that the two actually used to be like really good friends. Like apparently the, um, I think they, they live close to each other and um, they just had a, I don't know, some sort of falling out. It sounds like, but there's some serious accusations and sues or sues lawsuits going on. Um, so we'll have to kind of keep an eye on it. I'm, I, for one, um, am kind of taking a sideline approach to this because, I mean, who knows who's lying and who's telling the truth? I mean, there are certain things that have been admitted, but other things sound like they're really far stretched. So we'll just have to see. But again, pretty crazy. Now, another story article that's crazy is that Amazon is reportedly working on a new video game streaming service. Reported by the information via gamesindustry.biz, sources indicate that the service will be similar to what Microsoft and Google are currently building with Project X Cloud and Project Stream. This service looks to eliminate the need for expensive hardware to run graphically taxing games. Instead, like its competitors, the games would be run inside powerful data centers and streamed to various devices, including smartphones, tablets, smart TVs, and more. So this story in particular is crazy because we've talked about in the past, especially with our episode where we compare physical copy versus digital download. This is yet another step in that direction where the the physical games are going to become obsolete. You're not going to be able to buy a physical copy of a game in the future because 
all the big head honchos are, are pushing for this more like streaming cloud service that actually will provide the muscle, the graphics muscle, and then push all that information and content down toward your TV. And I don't know if, if there would be like some sort of hardware peripheral. I imagine there would still be something like that that would exist in your home. But man, I'm telling you, like the, the days are numbered when it comes to physical copies of games. I think maybe within the next five years, we're probably going to see some huge change of how the games get sent to the gamers. What do you think about that, Steve? I think it sucks. <laughs> Man. Anyway, I was pretty impressed just because, you know, Amazon also has Twitch. So they, they've had a vested interest in how the, the video game market works. And it's very obvious that they're trying to get a little more involved. So we'll, we'll have to also keep an eye on that one. Now, here's another one, Steve. Another story for you. Geralt is going to be playable in Monster Hunter World. <laughs> Revealed in a tweet from the official Monster Hunter account, this free update is coming to the PS4 and Xbox One on February 8th, right before your birthday. With no definitive word on if it will make its way to PC in the future, but Geralt will be fully voiced by original voice actor Doug Cockle. IGN reports that the update will reportedly weave in familiar RPG mechanics from The Witcher with Monster Hunter's game systems in undisclosed ways. The update was reportedly created in close cooperation with The Witcher developer CD Projekt Red. What I think is super cool about this story is I bought Monster Hunter World during the whole sale, like the Christmas sale thing, and I haven't played it yet. Oh my gosh, like, I cannot wait. I'm, I'm going to totally wait till Geralt is a playable character. I'm just yeah. going to play as Geralt and continue my adventures hunting down monsters. There you go. I mean, how sweet is that? And I think it's so cool, too, that he's getting these guest appearances in these games. I mean, the Soul Calibur Six, he's awesome to play. And with this, with a game like this, I mean, this is a Capcom title. I believe it's Capcom. Um, it's still, I mean, like, it fits perfectly. And I'm sure that, that they're really doing the character justice in terms of you know how he looks and how he's going to move around and control and that sort of thing. So I couldn't wait to tell you about that, Steve. That sounds good, Russ. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about that, Steve? No, but I had something to say about your first story. My first story? And about the whole, uh, the whole Activision thing? Well, let's rewind up. Go ahead. So you said they're leaving Bungie. Bungie and Activision are splitting. They're also leaving Blizzard. Steve, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. <laughs> Way to T-bone my gaming news. Okay. <clears throat> Which is actually hilarious because literally that is the next story on my list. Did, I, did, I, tell, did I tell you I can see through your laptop? Uh, you, I did not know you had Superman powers. No, I do. Activision... I should just have you read this. Appoints new president, former Blizzard head, will leave company in April. Now, it's not exactly a split. They're not splitting, at least to my knowledge. It's not like, it's not the same thing as Bungie and Activision splitting, but there's a kind of a changing of the guard. But it says that Colin Stevens reports Activision has promoted Rob Kostick to the role of president after working with the company for nearly 15 years. And the former head of Blizzard, Mike Morhaime, will exit the company that he helped create this April. Announced through Activision Blizzard's official investors page, Kostic has been with Activision since 2004, primarily acting as the executive vice president and general manager of the Call of Duty franchise. Last October, Mike Morhaime stepped down as president of Blizzard Entertainment to serve as a strategic advisor and was succeeded by World of Warcraft executive producer J. Allen Brock as president. According to an SEC filing from Activision Blizzard, Morhaime's role as a strategic advisor is set to conclude on April 7th, 2019. Now, did you hear anything else in addition to what I've just talked about? <clears throat> from my understanding, it's like it's both I heard it right before I, I came over here, but my understanding is it both companies, Bungie and Blizzard, are taken off from Activision. Like they're they're done. Yeah, I didn't hear too much about that. I um, 
I, I knew that the, that the whole Bungie Activision thing that was splitting and that was a, a very much a different thing. This, this is more of the kind of the changing of leadership at the top, but I think Activision and Blizzard will remain together as a company. I guess I'll have to wait for the news next podcast, Russ. Indeed. Maybe there's some other juicy morsels out there. <laughs> now, I do have one technology story here, and it's, you know, okay, to be fair, this isn't really based on, like, any kind of, like, product or technology itself, and I try to stay away from more gossipy kind of stories, but this is something that actually I just thought we'd mention. <coughs> Excuse me. And that is that Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos uh, and novelist wife McKinsey reveal that they are divorcing, which is crazy because they've been together for so long. Uh, but anyway, as you know, uh, Jeff Bezos has uh, amassed quite a fortune over the years. Um, I think uh, it, he has something around like $140 billion um, and I think this story is being updated kind of on a daily basis. But what I, what I was able to find online was that the couple announced the breakup over Jeff's Twitter account on this past Wednesday. Much of that dollar amount comes from his 16%. And this is what's crazy too. I didn't know he only owns 16% um, ownership stake in Amazon. I thought it was much higher. That just really goes to tell you just, I mean, that's how valuable that stock is. He has 16% stock ownership and he has 140 billion dollars <laughs> anyway the the company itself hit one trillion dollars in september and is now valued at 777.8 billion dollars uh together the bezos are sad or excuse me together the bezos are said to own more property than anyone in the u.s kind of interesting little side note and they live in Washington, which makes sense since Amazon's HQ's up there. Um, it's a community property state, and that means all assets acquired during the marriage are split 50-50 unless there's a prenup, which I have no idea if they had a prenup or not, but it was just interesting to look at, not necessarily from the uh, the affair part, but just the the backstory of um, Jeff and McKinsey. It's, it's really interesting how Jeff was working at a different company and he was like a VP of something. And she was, I think, working either at the same company or within the same industry anyway. And they met and got married and have been together for like 25 plus years. So um, it's a bit unfortunate that that whole thing went down. But my goodness, I mean, just just the the amount of money that's there. I mean, neither one of them is going to be hurting, of course, like if, if there was no prenup whatsoever. But that's your news. Well, you better get a prenup with the next one. <laughs> I got a better one. How about uh, you just don't cheat? Yeah. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> old-fashioned. You're a chocolate old-fashioned donut. Sky, Steve? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the topic of the day! topic of the day is our most anticipated movies of 2019. If you recall last week's episode, we were focusing on our most anticipated games of 2019. So if you missed that, definitely go check it out because we had quite a list. Some would say we even had too many titles on there, but I say you can never have enough goodness. This week, I think we could probably go back and forth like what we did last time. We could probably just take turns with our list of films. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good to me, Russ. Why don't you start us off? <clears throat> well, I would have to say to start things off, I am looking forward to Dumbo. Ah, Dumbo! Mm -hmm. It's on my list as well. Dumbo by Tim Burton. First of all, huge Tim Burton fan. I think you are as well. Um, just about everything he does. Uh, just, I, I love his art direction. I love his acting direction. 
uh, you just you can't go wrong with the Tim Burton brand. I, I really can't think of anything that didn't work in his favor for this. But what I find to be unique about this film is just from the trailers alone. The trailers, I mean, you're, you're almost moved to tears. I, I think it like it psychologically unlocks the little ten year old in you when you're Younger watching the trailer. That. Or maybe yeah, maybe like a, like you're in you're in five year old or six year old. Yeah. Uh, but just watching the trailer, I, I was getting all glassy eyed and that's a, that's a really cool thing just because Tim Burton doesn't tend to really explore that Avenue. Like, like he's more of like the whimsical, mysterious, uh, wondrous type of thing. And I think there's, there's only like, like a couple of movies that come to mind, like Edward Scissorhands there had some emotion to it. And then big fish also had right. some, some of that more uh, touchy feely, pull at your heartstrings emotionality, but a lot of his other stuff didn't really get me to that point. But I think this movie will, and it looks like it's a nice blending of the the heartfelt story with some of the the sensibilities that we've come to expect from TV. Well, one of the where I go with it is you know Disney's on this this trend of making all their um, animated stuff, all live action, which might work, might not work, depending on the film. <laughs> but um, <laughs> with all the CG, you know, glorification like that's they're, they're bringing out the Lion King also. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be CG craziness. Yeah. Uh, but with Dumbo, it's going to work because you're never going to find a, a flying elephant, you know, or an elephant with, with those big, long ears. So with Dumbo, it's definitely um, going to work. But um, and yes, I am looking forward to uh, watching me some flying elephants. Oh, well, back to you, Steve. Great. I got my ping pong paddle and mm-hmm. I'm ready to rock. Well, Rust, my number one is going to be uh, more obvious than than uh, anything else. So um, Aladdin. I, I'm just going to get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Uh, I'm going to say Avengers Endgame. Yes. Yes, that is on my list as well. Avengers Endgame, absolutely, part two. Who's going to be redusted? Who's going to be dusted out? Who's going to do some dusting? You know? There's a whole lot of dustage. That's right. Half the population. Mm, that's a lot of dusting. <laughs> that's a major dusting. A lot of human... Uh, not. It's not even really human waste. It's just human leftovers. It's just life leftovers. Right? Yes. Better bring vision back. That's all I got to say. Anyway, back to you. Oh, hold on. thank you. I was just I, no, that we're was, talk more about it, but I guess that not. was more of a mini golf like uh, putt there for you. Now, uh, before I go to the next one, so Dumbo is in March, mm-hmm. which is uh, my birthday month. So uh, I think it'd be fun if I could try and figure out these dates. A movie that's coming out this month that I'm very much looking forward to. We've talked a couple of times on the show. Glass. Glass, which I believe I is coming out either this weekend or next weekend. I knew you were going to say that. I have been a fan ever since Unbreakable. You ever watched the last M. Night Shyamalan I have not, movie? which I was thinking, if you're interested, we should watch it together. I already watched it, Russ. Oh, that's right. You did. Uh, Do you want to watch it again or not? No. Okay, well, let's watch your, it. It's your bag, Rust, and watch my it bag. myself, then. Yeah, you do that. But anyway, I saw a little, uh, I don't know what you call it, a little snippet from Glass. I'm looking forward to it, Steve. Looking forward to it. Back to you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm going to say uh, the next How to Train Your Dragon movie. Did you see? Yes, you did. You saw the other one. So, well, actually, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't see Maybe. it in its entirety. Basically, I uh, saw the trailer. I had one of those uh, cable boxes. I'm not going to mention any kind of name on the show, but they said, "Hey, here's a here's a free week of like you know one of the uh, I don't know what it was uh, like stars or I don't think it was H. Might have been HBO, but anyhow. Mm. So I, I started watching the movie like midway in. So I haven't seen the movie in its entirety. Okay. Uh, the first one. They had a second one. I haven't seen that one at all. Uh-huh. But it, it seems to be a very fun movie. I like I like the, the animation. And this one, especially if you see it on IMAX, looks like it's going to be pretty good. Really? Really. Well, color me surprised because I would not have thought that that would make your list. Yeah. Surprise is a uh, tie-dye kind of color, so I'm going to call you tie-dye. Tie-dye, okay. 
Interesting. I'm waiting for the ball, Steve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Almost swallowed it. That was my mouth. More like a uh, fourth fourth grade four square game kind of bouncy ball <laughs> sound it almost sounded like like the when you're in the batting cages and like you put the ball in the machine and it launches it toward the batter <laughs> that's where my head was at that anyway was, that was more like soft pitch if that was ever gonna happen huh? <laughs> man how come i keep missing gosh so my next pick on here is Alita Battle Angel. I knew you were going to say that one too. I have been looking forward to this movie for quite some time. I am a Robert Rodriguez fan and some of the, the cast that is in the movie. I'm also a fan of also just the CG just looks amazing and everything else. And it's supposed to come out in February. Now, I, um, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm so, so with the CG. From my understanding, it, it and there's a comic book of the same uh, movie. It's the same thing. Mm. Where, the, where the movies come from is from a comic, and the comic was, like, pretty violent. And this one's, like, toned down for the kiddos. So I'm wondering if they can keep the, the story together, deliver it, and not have it just be, you know, a teenage popcorn flick. Maybe when it comes out, they'll have, like, a director's cut that will be more in line with what you're describing. There you go. Um, there you go. Sound like a spike. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so I have on aiming for the corner of the ping pong table. Yeah, made it in. I was gonna say something for yeah. You cut me off. I know I've cut you off a couple times this episode. So I will. I'll hold back. <laughs> what do you got on there? Yeah, so the next one I have on here is Captive State. Captive State. Captive State. So this was kind of a more... Um, For some reason, that reminds me of Captain Caveman. jeez. Oh, Hanna-Barbera. Caveman. Remember that? Remember that old cartoon? No. The Captain Caveman! From like in like the 60s or 70s or something. Remember that? That Hanna-Barbera cartoon? No. What? No. Oh my goodness. You're Okay, after the show, you're going to have to look it up. That was like... Maybe you were too young for that one. I don't know, Russ. Man. Anyway, continue, Steve. So, Captive State's kind of like um, this kind of sci-fi flick where you have, uh, like, the aliens seem to be, I don't know, you can watch the trailer, but the aliens have occupied Earth, or maybe, you know, maybe it's just some big cities, and you have, like, these humans who see it maybe as a good thing and some as a bad thing, and you have some resistance going on. It looks like... Conflict. Conflict. Everywhere. Everywhere. No one has a good night's sleep. <laughs> but it looks like, it looks very Half-Life in a way. It's not, oh. it's, I mean, it's, it's not Half-Life, but it has that feeling. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it, and John Goodman's in it. Haven't seen John Goodman in a movie for a while. I like me some Goodman. Okay. So, but the trailer, the way, I mean, the story looks interesting to me. The trailer makes it look kind of like iffy. So it might be really, <laughs> really good. Might be really, really bad. <laughs> Yeah, really. I don't know what that was, but back to you. Oh, <laughs> how percolating. <laughs> so the next one I have on my list is Captain Marvel, which is coming out in March as well. Uh-huh. Maybe they can get Jude uh, Jude Law's glowy contacts where they're supposed to be. Exactly. By that time. I'm looking forward to this film just because I know there's a lot writing on it since, of course, she's going to have a pivotal role in the aforementioned Avengers Endgame. Uh, so I'm hoping that it, it's not some cheeseball thing. Um, I don't think one way or another. I'm just kind of in neutral territory right now. I remember the teaser trailer got me pumped. The second trailer that came out, it actually diminished my excitement for it a bit. But it's not like I'm I'm uh, dreading it or anything like that. I'm looking forward to see a very young Sam Jackson. Yes, the anti-aging technology that Hollywood has fallen in love with. So awesome. I love it too. I I, I am by no means uh, poo-pooing it because I think it's a terrific opportunity for some of the older actors who both of us love. We love a lot of the older casts who have not been in many movies as of late making a triumphant return due to this tech. Um, What was it? Also too, I mean, she's supposed to be like mega powerful too. 
Oh, and I, I don't know really hardly anything about Captain Marvel. I don't know a ton about it either, other than I know that Captain Marvel, the character, is one of the most powerful characters in right. the entire Marvel yeah. comic book right. universe. Yeah. So she's not one to be trifled with, Steve. Oh, back to you. Here. So I'm going to say the New Mutants. I didn't think you had any interest in that. Well, in fact, I had that on my list early on last year and you kind of like, I know chastised me for having right. it on my list. Yeah. Okay. So, and the, and the chastise, <laughs> the chastisement's still there. Shoes the, the, on the other foot. The thing is, is that the X-Men needs some sort of new direction, new look revamp something so the way the trailer makes it look is that it's kind of it's gonna be scary you know which that could be awesome because i don't think it's the x-men though it, well it, it has some sort of correlation with the x-men if you if you look in if you look into the synopsis they're all like teenagers whatever and whatnot so being teenagers again it might be like okay here's a popcorn flick for the young the the, the youngsters <laughs> or not necessarily for the fans so, um, I am, my curiosity is peaked, but I, I, I'm trying to hold back because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have this very high expectation and, you know, have my face rubbed against the carpet. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Get back to you. No. Uh, let me look at my list here. Shazam. Oh, come on. The Russ. reason why is that the main man who plays Shazam. Shazam. Uh, he was, well, okay. In the past, when I've gone to SDCC, he runs nerd HQ. Have I told you about this? Yes, you have. All right. So I have lots of respect for the man because that's the, all the money and proceeds and stuff went to charity and they, they, they would pick a different charity every year. So it's really cool to see him actually in some kind of large budget comic book movie. I'm hoping that the movie is good. I don't, I'm not particularly like, like crazy excited about it, but I think honestly from the stuff I'm looking at, I think it is going to be a fun movie. I, I'm not, it's not obviously going to be as heavy as Avengers, but still. I think you might have to see that one without me, Russ. Oh, <laughs> no, you're coming with. I think it's going to be one of those real awkward humor slapstick. Don't you worry, uh, Steve. Cringe me. I'll buy you a nice tub of popcorn. Uh, get you a little ice slushy. <laughs> throw a couple beers down. You say you think everything's funny. <laughs> uh, I am curious, though, as to how much humor will be in the film versus how much of the more of the serious hero's journey we, we will see. But uh, right. <laughs> Back to you. I don't even know what that was. That's... That sounds like if you were, what's the, the paddle ball kind of thing? Sounds like you're whipping the ball around and it finally snapped the rubber band. <laughs> so I have Spider-Man Far From Home. That was on my list. I know it's on your list, Russ. I already know about your list from my psychic abilities. Man, you can see through my laptop. <sighs> you can read my thoughts. This Dude, guy, this entire podcast. Were you exposed to some sort of radiation? Yeah, I was. I was maybe sleeping in a big puddle of ooze. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't puke either. Um, <laughs> I told you to stop drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to really go into it. I mean, everyone loves uh, Tom Holland, and everyone loves Spider Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, cast a web like only a spider can, spins a web. So uh, that just kind of goes to show that Spider-Man ain't dead. He ain't dust. Either either it's going to be happening before the Avengers, but I doubt it. It's going to happen after. Yeah, it's going to happen after. Spider-Man ain't dead, Russ. Yeah, he's going to come back. He's going to be back. Okay, let me uh, hip thrust it back over you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you apparently you missed because I didn't. I didn't see the ball. Where? Where? Oh, I get it. You were thrusting your own pair of balls. Oh, exactly. Where did the ping pong ball go? That could be a good time for the uh, the big black shiny ball song that we use on Sea of Thieves. I'll my hold balls, back though. My balls, my, my big, big black shiny balls. Teach them how to crawl as I walk them down the hall. <laughs> Taking them shopping in the mall as I throw them at my in-laws. Anyway, 
That, and that, of course, refers to the uh, cannonballs that you have to get in the game. Absolutely. You have to collect many a shiny black cannonball in Sea of Thieves. Think of a lot of things when you're on the high seas, sailing from island to island. Something to do to pass the time. Yeah, I was going to say, with the amount of grinding that's involved in order to level up in that freaking game, one starts to get a little loopy. A little creative. And that's one of our pirate songs we sing as we sail the high seas. Anybody was on Twitch with us, they'd know. <laughs> anyway, my next pick on my list is John Wick Chapter 3. Are you serious? Are you serial? As a heart attack. That is my next pick, too. Oh, well. <laughs> that's the one I like to hear. Ah. Huge fan of the John Wick series. Loved chapter one loved chapter two we even did a review on chapter two on the program which you can look back through the library of joygasm goodness and i bought you chapter two thank you thank you very much i greatly appreciate that yeah but definitely am looking forward to john wick chapter three which is due out this may and I just, I really, my, my one thing is like, I just, I hope that they continue just broadening the story. If you recall when we were reviewing chapter two, I was totally geeking out about the, the idea of being able to expand this whole world of underground assassins. I love how they have this very basic rudimentary set of rules that they have to abide by. And there are certain places where like, there's no killing allowed and there's just a hierarchy that's there. I mean, just the, the whole underworld that these folks resides in is, I just find it intriguing and appealing and just, I, I want to see what happens. Cause if you recall at the end of chapter two, he has John Wick has has broken like one of the the, the cardinal rules, uh-huh. and so there is now a uh, price on his head. A price on his head, where literally every assassin is trying to kill John Wick, and it just ends on that cliffhanger. I seriously cannot wait to see what happens. And of course, Keanu Reeves and the rest of the cast in those films, man, there's they're just a treat to watch. Keanu Reeves is a good person and a good actor. And therefore, either way, I'm going to go see it. Oh, good for you, Steve. But he does have to get a new car. That car is taking a beating. And I, I don't even think the car exists anymore. I don't know. I think I don't blew know. up in yeah, the second chapter. Might have. I think he has to get a new dog, too. He has, probably has to get a lot of new things. I hope John Leguizamo's in it, too. I don't think they showed John Leguizamo in the second one. Yeah, he was in there. Was he in there? Yeah. Remember him in the Remember first like, one? But. No, no, he was in there because... He showed up after the other dude. I can't his name. I can't remember. Um, he used a grenade launcher and like incinerated his house and oh, his garage and everything. Yeah. So then he comes the next morning and he and Keanu Reeves or I'm sorry John Wick <laughs> was talking to him, asking if he could fix. It. He's like, well, yeah, in like 20 years. Like like he's like, what'd you do to your car? You know, he was right. just all shocked and everything else. So. <laughs> Okay, I have Toy Story 4. I have that on my list as well. Yes, enough said about that one too. Love the Toy Story series. Mm. And uh, Toy Story 3, I will have you know, Russ, I saw it twice in the theater. The only reason why, well, I saw it twice because I loved it, but Toy Story, the series, is, is a rare gem because when you start to bring out movie after movie after movie, especially in a trilogy, they start getting on shaky ground. Like, can you hold it together? Can you keep it the magic that the first one had? Mm. Toy Story 3 was amazing. I teared up a little bit, Russell. Did you? you know. Yes. Did and, you? And and both times in the theater. As a matter of fact, I was with my girlfriend, now fiance, <clears throat> and she was thinking the same thing too. Like, I'm not going to tear up. And I said, I'm not going to tear up either. I'm not in front of her. I'm not in front of cartoon for crying out loud. And so then we had the conversation after. We were like, oh, yeah, I was going to think. So then the second time we were like, just, we did, oh, man. It was, we were crying. Good cry. Ma- on my end, it was a very masculine cry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so um, was your lower lip quivering? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I don't believe you. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes, you were. Uh, anyhow, love the story. Always have. And uh, looking forward to Toy Story 4. Here we go. Back to you. Before I I announce my next one, I just wanted uh, to let folks know that the New Mutants movie that Steve was talking about, I believe, is coming out in August of this year. 
Thank you for that, Rush. The next film on my list is the Godzilla sequel. Ah, really? Yes, I really enjoyed the last Godzilla movie that came out. I loved the the monster battles. <laughs> That was, and then no, you, that's if, just that's just the sound you make when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> I was I was um, emitting radioactive fire. Oh, thank you, thank you. The but that last one was really good. It, it was way better than the Godzilla that occurred back in uh, I think it was like the early two thousands. Hmm. And um, yeah. if you woke up my daughter by screaming yeah. like that, you're in trouble. You get to put her back to bed. <laughs> I just I thought podcast uh, fun stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, she's asleep. <laughs> Maybe I should turn the other way. <laughs> not, not face the door when I did that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, um, I'm sure it's fine. The um, sequel that is uh, been teased around here and there. It looks like it has more great battles with these ginormous beasts and stuff. And I just, I don't know. As a kid, I love playing like the like Rampage. You know, I never saw the movie Rampage. No, you didn't with... Uh Dwayne Johnson. No, and I, and I did not see Pacific Rim 2, which had uh, kind of the, the huge robots with the, the, the oh, they're, they're, they're the monster bee, kaiju. Thank you. That's got that dude who's uh, in Star Wars also mm-hmm. in that one. So, yeah, looking and, forward to that one. And then uh, this, the, the Godzilla movie that you're talking about, that's got the girl from Stranger Things in it. I think right? so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's uh, the guy who's been in a number of films. He was in the the Wolf of Wall Street. He was also in the TV show Friday Night Lights. I think he. Oh yeah, it was the dad. Yeah, in the Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So that film is due out in May of this year. He's also in season two of Narcos. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have Dark Phoenix. Why are you so excited for Dark Phoenix? Well, because I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. With, with Again, The Dark Phoenix was in X-Men. It was the whole Jean Grey. Yeah, I mean, the character we, is cool. Dark, yeah, yes. I thought that you didn't like the, the, the next-gen X-Men cast that's been in the last couple of films. I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> I am being optimistic with the X-Men. I love X-Men. Well, I, well, I know you do. And I want to see it succeed Russ. Okay, fine. I won't be optimistic anymore. Okay, I'm going to be a negative Nancy and a Debbie Downer. No, here's here's what you should do is hold off <sighs> until the MCU mm-hmm. led by Mr. Feige, Feige is uh, fully done acquiring the X-Men assets and let them reboot it in its entirety. Then I think it will be reason for us to celebrate. But... I don't want to take any, you know, if, if you're looking forward to that film, more power to you. I just want it to be good, Ross, okay? I just want it to be good. Have you seen the poster for it? No, I haven't. Dude, it looks like they're totally copying the Wonder Woman um, posters. Oh, crap. Like, like <laughs> it totally, like the <laughs> teaser, po- I, I, I actually did think, the first time I saw it, I thought it was a teaser poster for Wonder Woman 2. Man. But it's not. It's actually uh, their own thing. All I got to say is is if I'm director of Patty Jenkins, I'm making some phone calls being like, seriously, you know, WTF to that. (laughs) Seriously, guys, shut the front door, okay? Uh, And of course, Dark Phoenix is due later later in the year. It's in June. Yes. Do you have any other comments about this, Steve? No. Well, I'm waiting for the poll. Man, what was that, a beach ball? That's right. My next film I have on here is Men in Black International. Oh, come on. What? Man, you and these movies. Chris Hemsworth's in it, man. Uh, what, what you, you don't like the hymn? Um, You're not a fan of the hymn? I'm not saying that. I'm saying... They're squeezing every little drop out of the can, bringing that towel real tight to get all every drop they can out of the Men in Black. I, I have I always just, been uh, a fan of. Did you watch Men in Black Part Three? I don't think you did. Um, I remember two. I might have watched three. I have always been a big fan of Men in Blacks. Do you? You never talk about it. <laughs> I haven't come out in a while, <laughs> but back in the day, I loved it. I love Men in Black One, Two, and Three. I don't even think you have the movies. To be honest, yes, I do. Okay, whatever. <laughs> 
Anyway, this is cool because it's, I like the idea of it being international. If you recall in the first three, it was more focused on just the, in, within the United States, specifically speaking more like kind of the Northeast New York area. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what other actors are in the film. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about it because I really don't know anything else about it other than the quick little teaser. Mm-hmm. And you know, too, the the, uh, the leading actress whose, whose name escapes me, she um, has acted with Chris Hemsworth in uh, Thor. She was the Valkyrie. Ah, uh, uh, Tessa Thompson, I believe. Is that, is that her name? Tessa Thompson? No, it might be. I'll look it up. <laughs> or you can look it up uh, while I'm going to tell you my 10th uh, and final pick. Go ahead, Steve. Ford versus Ferrari. What? Yes. There's a movie called Ford versus Ferrari. And it's going to be out in December. Thank you very much. I haven't even heard of this. Well, I wouldn't expect you to, Mr. Comic Book Movie Only (laughs) List. Golly. (laughs) I think think Christian Bale is in the thing. So if you know the past of Ford and Ferrari, Ferrari like dominated. You play Forza. Oh, good grief. Well, they don't give me a history lesson well, on this. Forza 3, Horizon 3, they kind of do. If you if you let the... Steve, you've had my game for so long. I don't even remember what... what go ahead, Steve. So, Ford and Ferrari always were kind of duking it out because of all the <laughs> Le Mans racing. In fact, Ferrari had them beat, had everybody beat. And... Um, they actually and and so Ford made the Ford GT, the GT40, mm-hmm. back in the day, and that was the car that beat Ferrari in uh, in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Very intense stuff if you're a car guy, Russ. So I'm thinking it's going to be somewhat similar to movies like Rush, for example. Uh, I believe your boy's in that one too, Chris uh, Hemsworth. Okay, that was a great movie. I. Matter of fact, I believe Ron Howard directed that one, if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to think about the top of my head. For wait, which film? Rush. I don't remember. Mm, I'll look it up, Russ. <laughs> it's your turn. That was a good movie. Anyhow, that was my last one. I will, uh, what kind of ball should I hit back to you, to you Russ? Uh, I was trying to think of a racket ball, but I don't know what that, I can't do that sound, so I'll just. <laughs> I'll just. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. There we go. So, oh, did you look up her name, by the way? No, I, I've been looking at my uh, list of uh, stuff I, here. Thank, I'm glad you are paying attention. I'll look, I'll do <clears throat> both, okay? I'm, I'm proud of you, Steve. I'm, I'm glad you can multitask. The final film that I have on my list is the Joker movie. I knew it. Good grief. I could have predicted like three quarters of, this, of your list. Well, uh, what? You, th- you, think, you think it's a bad thing? Huh? Huh? I'm just saying you're predicting. There are a lot of good movies going out, Steve. Very good <laughs> movies going out. But anyway, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is scheduled to come out. And uh, just, there's not a lot out there. I think it's supposed to come out in October of this year. But I was instantly excited when I heard about how they had cast Joaquin Phoenix in the role because I mean, I'm very, very picky about who can successfully play as the Joker. I think that he is a natural uh, just pick for this whole thing. I I think he's going to absolutely nail it. I think the question is going to be, how are they going to tell this story? Todd Phillips, um, he's a talented director. We'll have to see how that whole thing plays out. But Oh man, like I, uh, at this point I'm, I'm really, really pumped to go and see it. I do. Oh, were you going to say something? Yes. Tessa Thompson was Valkyrie and yes, Ron Howard did direct Rush. Thank you. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, good. (laughs) That's good. I do think it's interesting that neither one of us had Star Wars episode nine. Yeah, it's obvious. Which that, that particular film is due out, uh, I think in December. But that just goes to show how the last couple of movies really have not been up to snuff in terms of where we started with episodes four, five, and six, and where we have found ourselves today. So um, I do think that The Force Awakens was a good film, but The Last Jedi was this big mixed bag. I mean, there were, there were things about it that were just brilliant, and there were other things about it that were... sucked. 
just train wrecks. So, and then the the solo movie, the solo Han Solo mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars. What is it? Solo a Star Wars f- movie? Is that what they just, call it? Yeah, solo wrestling. Yeah, all kinds of tongue tied over here. But that movie was okay. There were things about it that I thought were fun and stuff, but it just it wasn't at that level. And so I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us have that on our respective anticipated list of movies for 2019. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week for uh, our next bottle bag, whatever you want to call it, of goodness. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash joygasmtv. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next week. Bye.